Hi, welcome to the Better You Starts Today podcast. In this podcast channel, we talk about ways to help you be the best version of yourself. Our host, me, Dante Williams, will talk about a gambit of things to help you all be as successful as you can be. Uh, currently, I am an entrepreneur and therapist, and I'm excited that you are checking out this channel. Thanks. Hi, welcome to A Better You Starts Today. We're so excited to have you today. So today we're going to be talking about something that, like once again, like most of the content we talk about here on the show is, um, how do you deal with people that are ambivalent towards you? Or, or how do you deal with people that are, you know, I'll just be honest and just say, how do you deal with fake people? Like really, like how do you deal with people that are nice to you, to your face, but then go behind your back and do things that are very hurtful and mean to you? And I have gone through this, and once again, most of the content I talk about is very relatable. I'm sure a number of you have gone through something similar to this as well. It is so hard to deal with that. Emotionally, uh, psychologically, even physiologically, you know, a person can feel sick. Uh, it's so hard to deal with that type of betrayal. Really, it is. When you have someone that comes up to you, gives you compassion and kindness, and they seem like a person that's genuine, they seem like a person that's nice, they seem like a person that you can trust, and then all of a sudden, for almost no apparent reason, they do something to you that really hurts you. They say something about you that might not be true. They tell people things that you've said in, in, in privacy to them that was intimate, and they release that information. They have violated your trust and ultimately betrayed you. That is very hard to deal with. And so today we're gonna to expound upon how you deal with the pain of that. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know, in Minnesota, I'm, I'm born and raised in Minnesota, and I, I love it from Minnesota, I love it here. But unfortunately, we see that quite a bit in this particular area of the United States, where you have people that are initially up front very nice to you, right? They might be smiling and kind. They give you all the social cues of a person that you feel like you can trust, right? You know, they, they, they welcome you, they, they listen to you, you, you know, they, they know your name, they know your kids' names, they know where your kids go to school, they, I mean, they listen to all your stories, all that stuff. But then all of a sudden, though, without you even noticing, they're using this information and data that they've collected about you, and they weaponize it sometimes. They say it, they say it to other people that they shouldn't have said it to you. They hurt you in that regards. It's very hard to deal with that. And one of the things that, you know, if you've experienced this type of emotional betrayal, um, and I'm talking about just in the larger society context, but this could also boil down into relationships as well. You know, when you have someone where you disclose so much personal information to them, you, you told them about your, your things that you've gone through in your childhood, you've told them about your triggers, you've told them about some of the abusive trauma things that you might have gone through, you laid your heart out to them, and they all in return tell you that I don't care about you because what they ended up doing was they ended up telling everyone else about you and telling instead of telling you directly to your face if you've hurt them, they'll tell other people about the intimate, intimate things that they should not disclose to you. 
And so one of the things that you can do um, if you've experienced this type of betrayal is, and this is easier said than done, but is recognizing that this person themselves has some serious insecurities that of their own. Now I'm talking in an individual context, a micro context, and also a macro context as well, okay? When insecure people uh, feel insecure, they're not able to give you something they themselves do not have. This is very cliche-ish, but very, very true. If there is no content in the heart to do a certain action of kindness, compassion, love, empathy, sympathy, whatever it might be, if there is no content in the heart, they're not able to do it. And, you know, unfortunately, when you're first talking to this person, you're not able to judge that initially. You're not able to judge that the things that they're going through, they are actually dealing with. You're not able to judge that because face value is, wow, that's a really nice person. They, they really care about me. They really have compassion towards me. They really care about my family, my friends that, that I've connected them with. All those types of like really positive social cues. But then unfortunately, they turn around and do things that are harmful to you. But recognize though, that they themselves have issues, serious issues in some regards, that they haven't dealt with yet, which explains the bizarre behavior. Like, in terms of an evolutionary perspective, human beings that betray human beings don't live very long when you think about it. Right? You, if you consistently betray people, you consistently take people's information and use it as a weapon, things don't go very well for you. You become untrustable. People don't trust you. And then what ends up happening is you become socially ostracized. You become the, um, the outlier, the leopard of the group. Right? They put you off and they put you in the outskirts of town because you cannot be trusted. And in some cases, rightfully so. But from an evolutionary perspective, betrayal is not a normal thing. So now we fast forward to today where everybody's betraying everybody. It's not normal. Now we live in a society where people don't know who they can trust. We live in a society where everybody is anxious and in fear of who's going to do damage and harm to them. We live in a society where, you know, our children, we tell our children that they can't tell or talk to, talk to adults who are strangers if they need help. We tell our kids that because we're afraid of this unknown person. We're afraid of them. We're afraid they're going to do something harmful or harmful. And in most contexts, in terms of a healthy, happy society, where trust is literally latent in the entire society, people then start to feel better. But unfortunately, here in the United States, we don't feel like that. We don't feel secure. And we've now labeled, um, we've now labeled betrayal as a normal thing. Secondly, the person that's doing the betrayal typically doesn't own the fact that they are betraying you indeed. They don't, they don't own it. They don't say to themselves, I am going to betray Dante. I am going to do something deliberately to hurt him or her. They don't say that to themselves. What do they do? They justify the behavior, right? They'll create a narrative. Here's one thing about you know, emotions and beliefs, my friends, is that anybody at any point in time can believe anything they want to believe and think they are right. At any point in time, we can believe that. So if someone wants to create a false narrative in their own mind, they can do it 
and they will do it, and they'll continually do that over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. So, and you can't argue with someone that, you know, we, we, we want to do a logical argument with illogical logic, right? If a person believes they're right all the time, there's nothing you can say to them that will change their mind. It's like this. It's like posting a, a thing on Facebook and expecting somebody's opinion to change. It will not. You can argue with them all day long on Facebook, but at the end of the day, the reason they're posting what they're posting on Facebook is because they want to believe what they want to believe. It does not actually have to be factual. They just want to believe it. So they post it online. And then what do we do? We do the whole confirmation bias thing, right? Where confirmation bias simply is this. The information I gather from the external world I only gather what I want to hear that continues to fortify a way I believe in a way that I think. All of us do this in some regards, right? But the true um, intellectual, the true person that is empathetic is, is recognizing that my unique experience is my unique experience and not anyone else's. Therefore, I will not push my perspective onto someone else, right? That's what the true, nuanced, unique, uh, tolerant, empathetic person is able to do. But folks, we see this a lot where people want to believe what they want to believe in and they will create a false narrative to continue to believe what they want to believe because everybody thinks that they're a good person like evil people think they're a good person that's isn't that interesting it doesn't necessarily actually mean that it's factual when they're actually indeed a good person they just tell themselves i'm a good person but it's not necessarily the case right i am good and i am bad i have the same capability and capacity every single time and for the people that do this betrayal to us they are the same thing. They lie to themselves and trick themselves, saying that I am good and only and exclusively good. And I am not capable of this bad thing. But they just betrayed you, right? They made a nasty letter about you and put it all throughout the neighborhood. They lied on you to your supervisor or boss. They stole from you. They manipulated you. But no, they're still a good person. I hope that brings some comfort to you because the trick is is that they want to make it seem like you're the problem but really they are their own problem and they just manifested it onto you you are not their problem they are their problem if they choose to be a human being that lacks empathy if they choose to be a human being that lacks care if they choose to be a human being that doesn't have integrity that is their choice because they lie to themselves but for us though we don't have to lie to ourselves. We can be honest with ourselves, saying that, you know, if I did something that hurt somebody, I might even do it on purpose because I was, I was hurt myself. If we're able to get to that point, this is what I call advanced human living, where these social things, these, these altruistic behaviors flood out of us. We're so open, honest, and vulnerable that we're almost, in some regards, become the very good that we are saying, that we are preaching, that we are. We are that good. Because we also recognize, at the same time, we could be bad as well. We could do something that's hurtful as well. Okay? So I hope that brings you comfort. You're not crazy. You're not wrong. They did indeed betray you. And they knew exactly what they were doing. They were going to lie to you because that's the lie they tell themselves. They must carry the narrative out. I mean, think about it like this, in a practical sense. 
How many people do we know, how many human beings do we know that wake up at 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the morning and tell themselves, hey, guess what? Today, I am wrong and I'm going to prove myself wrong. They don't. We don't. I don't. We, we wake up and we go, my whole existence is right. I am right this morning. Now I'm going to get a sausage egg McMuffin because I'm right. But really, indeed, though, at any point in time, we could be inaccurate, but no one is open and honest with self. Uh, very few are open and honest with themselves consistently saying that I can be wrong at any point in time, and I'm just waiting to hear some information that could perhaps change the way I view the world. Um, and that doesn't necessarily make you wrong, it just makes you nuanced, right? It makes you, it makes you much more factual and evidence-based. Um, so when you make a suggestion or a statement, you indeed know that what you are saying is more than likely correct. You're not lying to yourself. So people don't do that typically. People don't typically say to themselves or say to other people, you know, I might be wrong today. Tell me about your experience, what makes you, what makes you think that you're correct. Okay? So that's one thing. So hopefully that brings some comfort to you if you've experienced this type of betrayal. Uh, also, the second thing is this. Not everybody operates from that perspective. What makes, what makes betrayal so damaging and so hurtful is that if it's, if it's, if it's, let me put it this way, if it's so hurtful that you feel sick, like physically you feel sick, if it's so hurtful, um, oh, another thing as well, you know, one must also acknowledge the fact that you've been hurt, okay? Acknowledge the fact that this person did indeed betray you. What we cannot afford to do is say, I'm, I'm not hurt, they didn't do this to me, I'm tough, you know, I don't feel pain, I'm impervious to pain, you know, I don't need this, I didn't feel this way. That's one of the worst things we can do, that's self-denial. Right, we're, we are we are we are in denial, and we ourselves are tricking ourselves, because it does hurt. Betrayal is supposed to hurt, because betrayal is supposed to hurt, so we don't do it to other people. Okay, um, altruistic behavior is a good thing, but betrayal makes makes altruistic behavior almost non-existent. Okay, so recognize that, acknowledge the hurt and the pain. It's okay to feel that. You have the right to feel what you are feeling. No one has the right to tell you how you should feel. Here's the thing about feelings that most people get inaccurate and that most people are wrong about. I'm sure you've heard this, like, you need to control yourself. Control your feelings. Control your emotions. Stop crying. Okay, let's peel that back a little bit. Now, they just tell you to stop crying and stop, stop feeling a certain way. The question is this. Did I ask myself to become this way? Did I, did, I, like, did I go into the refrigerator and get a can of I'm going to cry right now and drink it? No. I just felt that way. It was almost automatic. Like if somebody offends you or someone like hits you or someone does something disrespectful to you, you have an emotional outburst of whatever kind, anger, rage, upset, depression, however it can look. It's, it's specific to you. No one has the right to dictate that. Okay? But you have these emotions that flow out of you innately. You do not ask for it to happen. It just happens. It is automatically coming out of you. Okay? What does that mean then? Is that really sometimes we don't really have full control of our emotions. I know that really changes the way that we think about stuff. Like indeed, I do not really have full control of my emotions. So when someone offends me, if someone does something to me that's hurtful, I stay in this mode where I feel that pain. 
And then because I feel that pain, I subsequently act on it, okay? That could look like this, rage. It could look like resentment. It can look like uh, fear. It can look like anxiety. It could look like many different things. But just know that sometimes we don't have full control over our emotions. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, it gives you the right to just lose your cool, blow up, hit a, hit a hole in the wall. Like, that's not, that's abnormal, okay? That's not how it should be, right? But what I'm saying to you is a triggering mechanism for your emotions is something that no one really truly asks for, right? We don't go in the refrigerator and grab a angry, angry, angry Gatorade and drink the angry Gatorade. We don't do that. It's, it doesn't work like that. It just happens to us. So you have the right to feel the way that you're feeling. Another thing to also recognize and consider is this. Um, it's so important that if we feel betrayal, that we do an inventory check of the people who are currently in our lives. Because what is so easy to do is we generalize that betrayal to everybody. Because then you say, I can't trust nobody now. I can't trust anyone. You know, my brother betrayed me. I can't trust anybody now. Is that accurate for you? I don't know. But really, truthfully and honestly, there are some folks that we can find in our lives that we can indeed actually trust. Now, those are the people that we want to lean in more heavily towards. Once the person has exposed themselves to us and shown us who they are, a backstabbing person, a, 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 a lying person, a deceitful person, if they choose to expose, if, we, if that's who they are, that's who they choose to be, they've exposed themselves to us and that's their choice. I can't choose for them. Right. Sometimes we lose friends that, that we think are good but might not necessarily actually be good for us. And that this would be a context where that is indeed true, where they're not actually good for us, we just want them to be good for us. But once we find that out, do that inventory check. Think through those people. Because what we don't want to do is we don't want to feel like the world that we live in is full of betraying people. Right? Once we are hurt so much, it's so very easy just to generalize this feeling of pain to everyone and everything and then to put ourselves in a socially isolated ball where we don't interact with anyone else. Like we don't open our heart to experience and feel the sensation of love and compassion from other people because we are afraid and anxious of them betraying us again. It's so, that's why it's so hurtful when this happens, right? That's the whole Minnesota nice thing. It's different than, you know, somebody just straight betraying you that you didn't know, like, like, like you knew they were bad to begin with and they did something that was bad. You're like, oh, I was, I was expecting that. That's nothing new. But what's hurtful is though, the person that you least expected the most brings that betrayal. You place this sense of complete um, and let's say pure trust on this person where you say, oh, such and such would never do this to me. My brother would never do this to me. My wife would never do this to me. My cousin would never do this to me. My, my best friend would never do this to me. The never part of that statement creates the deep pain. We create a constant in an unconstant environment, right? We don't know that they are not able or capable of doing that, truly. We hope they don't, but we don't know that. So we say never, when they do it, our reality almost falls apart. And that's when we hit the whole, like, I don't know who I can trust anymore. I don't know who's for me anymore. 
you hit this sense of like existential crisis where the people around you are questioning all the time. So just recognize, though, that you still do have people in your life. You just got to find them and do an inventory check. How do you do an inventory check? Who are the people around you the most that tell you the truth about you and tell you the truth about themselves? Who are those folks and people? To your face, right? Because those are the people that are more likely inclined to not be betraying you, right? If you got somebody that's always telling you only, only good stuff about you, only good stuff about themselves, never being open and honest about their own vulnerabilities, I question that. I'm not saying everyone's like that, but I question that. So think about those, who are those people that are willing to tell you the truth to your face? When you call them, they're able to come to you, right? When you, when, when you talk to your other friends, they don't say bad things about them. Like if they're talking bad about them, they are going to be talking bad about you. Especially if they didn't even do anything, right? So like I said, people lie to themselves. This person thinks that they're justified in gossiping about this other person. But really, this person is not the problem. They are the problem. They're a problem for the whole group of your friends. They just don't think about that. They just don't want to process the, the truth of that statement. So do an inventory check. Think about who are those people in your lives and lean into them a little bit more. And that's one of the most effective ways that we can expose who those good people are in our lives that we can actually trust, rely, and depend on. Hey, thank you so much for checking out this podcast. Please, 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 when you have a moment, share it with your friends and families and business associates. Thanks.